Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy. The number one fuckboy. The number one fuckboy. Why do I still do this? Fuckboy. Johnny G. Joining me as always in the High and Mighty studios is my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, you're about to get picked up by the dog walker because Papa's going on vacation. How do you feel about that? Absolutely no reaction. Maybe just sniffed at how gross my breath made the microphone smell. Hey, get away from our guest, dude. Okay, and speaking of our guest, dude, our guest, dude, right now is comedian uh, Firebrand. I met her working in New York on something, and she's made me laugh a hundred times since then. Uh, it's Blair Saki. What up? What up? What up? To all my <laughs> fans and followers. <laughs> What's up, baby? What's up, baby? Um, Blair, thank you so much for coming to the High and Mighty Studios, a.k.a. a, a room in my apartment. I am thrilled. <laughs> I'm so happy to have yeah, you here. thank yeah. you. Uh, this is a rough one for you, as you are allergic to dogs, and my house is covered in dog hair, and I'm and my dog is in, into you. Look, I just want to say to the listeners, I may have this one thing, but I have a lot of other good qualities, and... Um, <laughs> Please don't Please judge me. Please overlook that. I think it's because I wasn't breastfed, but my mom. I don't want to shade my mom either. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. We're not, we will not be shading our moms here. <laughs> I was breastfed until I was 15. Oh, <laughs> so I'm great with dogs. That's good. That means I think you're good at connecting with people. I'm very good at connecting at like uh, heavy set older Italian women. <laughs> If she's stirring a pot of sauce, I can connect. Yeah, for sure. You're going to saddle right up next to her. Um, so I was saying off mic and I said, hey, this is top quality content. Let's save it for on mic. Sure. I have been saying your name is Sochi. Do you, like, I always say this. Like, I often realize the first time I'm even saying someone's last name mm -hmm. is when they're around. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's so many. You're like, why would I say it out loud? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, like, my friend Kulop, I just tried to say her last name for the first time. 
other day and I was like, when your first name's Kulop, you never have to say oh, for <laughs> which sure. Kulop. Kulop is like the star of the show in the first and last name. Right, yeah, it doesn't scenario. matter. Like, yeah. yeah, no, it is um, weird because like it's hard for me to imagine, but you know, our people, our descendants, apparently there was a racism for um, <laughs> Italians. And I, you know, oh man, the good old days. I know, sure, sure. I don't know if it's fake or real, but there's mythological lore. Um, and my grandpa tried to, uh, he ch- tried like to anglicize it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he tried to um, make it sound less Italian by making it sound Japanese. Um, so yeah, <laughs> now it's sake like the rice wine. That's so, in- oh man. And it's, you know what really bums me out is when the older generation, because I have older Italian relatives who like talk about racism like well we dealt with it yeah, <laughs> and it's hilarious. like that doesn't mean it should we should keep doing it yeah <laughs> I mean in all fairness it really wasn't um, out of nothing my great grandpa got his throat slashed by the mafia oh geez yeah yeah um, because <laughs> he start, like he stood away when he was eight he was orphaned and he came over and then he like started this like successful fruit sand business in the Bronx and then he wouldn't pay the tithe for protection and then yeah but he lived but then they forced him they called it the black hand they forced forced him in exile his whole family back to italy for two years Uh, but then they got to come back and he like rebuilt it and was fine so i don't really know but his throat was slit at one point yeah yeah like that um like this oh yeah what's that called uh, like a like Colombian necktie. I don't yeah, know what yeah. it is. It's what, what up. she's doing is demonstrating an ear to ear throat. Yeah, slit. yeah, yes. that's what it is. And it's so funny because, like, I look. Um, and it's so funny because. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> what a transition! Yeah. <laughs> so my grandfather was slit ear to ear, and it's so funny. Oh my god, it sounds psychotic. I was just spent like. <laughs> no, I know, I know. It sounds like a, a big legend because I look like very um, not so Italian. Cow. Yes, yes. You yeah. have uh, well, your blonde hair, blue. Eyes, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, so, right? I say as I'm looking <laughs> yeah, at yeah. you. Correct. I think so. <laughs> pretty sure. There's no mirrors. There's a reason there's no mirrors in High and Mighty. I don't yeah. want to see myself. This is yeah. like I'm sitting Shiva all day long. Oh, I'm with you. I like. It'll be a few days. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. My wife will be like, uh, "When did you have eggs?" I was like, "Not today." She's like, "You have some in your beard." And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> think it's time to jump in the shower." <laughs> God, I need a job. Oh dear. <laughs> um, but Blair, what we want, what I wanted to talk. To- Oh, also funny you say, I should say, I remember when I was a kid, my last name is pronounced Gabrus, but it's mm. pronounced G, it's spelled G-A-B-R-U-S. And one time when I said to my dad as a kid, I'm like, how come our name isn't Gabrus? Because it's like, there's no Y or E. It makes sense. That it would be Gabrus. And he was like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, he goes, maybe it is. Yeah. <laughs> go, yeah. What the fuck kind of help is that? I'm I'm fucking 10 years old. It's 1992. And I, my w- last name has the word gay in it. I'm being like <laughs> absolutely bullied by like teachers and shit. And I'm like, and it could just maybe be Gabrus. Wait, a teacher? Oh, yeah. Uh, pe- uh, listeners of this podcast love this story. Uh, my, high, my junior high uh, football coach and teacher called me gay boy. In class, he was like my social studies teacher. I'd raise my hand to be like, yes, gay boy. And I'd be oh. like, Upton Sinclair's The Jungle. And he's like, great work, gay boy. Oh, my God. In high school, my uh, gym teacher called me garbage. And my uh, the dean of uh, like the 
uh, the dean of discipline, whatever he was, like the uh, a dick, more or less, a professional they asshole. Always are. Yeah. Who wants to be a dean of discipline of kids? Oh, uh, you're to, sick. To, to me, I'm like being a teacher is the most beautiful, amazing thing you could do. Choosing to become like a vice principal or a principal is like, wait a minute, what are you doing this for again? It's like to me. Being a principal is like being a cop. I'm like, didn't you hate them so much when you were 15? Why would you choose to do that now? Oh, I was just going to say it's like the prison guards in yes, high yes, school. Yes, 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 yes. Like you're not, you're just like trying to, yeah, enforce. You're not trying to like propagate anything yeah, nice. Even like an asshole teacher, you'll hear like one in 10 students be like, well, she actually helped me like <laughs> fall in love with yeah. reading. But it's like my dean of discipline <laughs> taught me that detention is a great place to get fucking cigarettes. Like, what can I help can you learn? Oh, my God. Where'd you go to high school? Uh, out on Long Island. Uh, oh, yeah. Sure. So it makes a little more sense. Yeah. Now yeah. Uh, we're just breeding bullies out there. Like the, a lot of the people like the biggest, the coolest job you can have is like a cop. They always say Suffolk County, which is a county on Long Island. Suffolk County cops make more money in NYPD. It's the highest paid police precinct <laughs> in the world. And everyone's like, that's like a brag. It's like being a Suffolk County cop is like the highest honor you can have on Long Island. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, all right, guys. I feel like you could play a really good cop on TV. Dude, dream role. Dream role. You'd be so funny as a cop. I could, I have the cop body. <laughs> I have like the one type of cop body, not the meathead yeah. cop, but like the desk cop. The, yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. really do much else besides this job yeah. body. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, but growing up on Long Island, one of the things I got into as a youth, this is what a host calls a segue, uh -huh. was surfing. Uh -huh. And that's something that I wanted to have you on. Uh, first of all, because you were the first person that I'm friends with on social media that to repost a Kook Slam. Oh. That's another a, a, an Instagram that I follow. Shout out <laughs> to Kook Slam. Follow? Yeah. So when I saw you repost it, I was like, "Oh shit!" And then I like was creeping your page, and I saw. I guess is your is your dad was your dad a surfer? Your dad's a surfer. I mean, my whole family surfs. It's so annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying. Yeah. Do you well, do you also no. or do you reject it because of like? So I used to. Be in con like I used to be a competitive like contest when I was young. Oh so, shit! So like, but I quit pretty early on because it was just like, and that was the time like the nineties or whatever, and like uh, my I had two older brothers and I'm the youngest, and they're so into skateboarding and snowboarding and stuff. So I like just wanted to copy everything they did, so and then like get them to like like me. So I would just get like do skateboarding and snowboarding and surfing and all this stuff but I'm like, and this is in so yeah you were from orange county yeah like i'm from so orange county yeah, yeah. thank many you know <laughs> where it's at hey look if if there's anyone i feel a kinship to being from long island it's the oc where you're like a half hour away from one of the greatest cities in the world but i completely disagree with everything that city stands for oh my god <laughs> it's so bizarre it's so oddly i guess for if people don't know orange county is like surprisingly despite it being so cal laid back lifestyle it's wildly conservative oh no it is it's so conservative. It's a really bizarre place and much like Long Island. Long Island's very similar in that it's like a half hour from the city and yeah. nothing like New York City. Whatsoever. Well, I live in the mo or from the most like southern part, so it's honestly probably like an hour and 45 minutes. But oh, okay. Yeah. Like, um, it is so conservative, like, beyond like everyone's really Christian too. It's like, and there's all these people with fucking bolt ons and like facelifts and shit like what's bolt-ons like fake fake racks 
Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> boltons? Yeah. That's a great, I never heard that. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like uh, tits are being bolted onto their yes, chest. Yes, <laughs> Um, It's just wild, like, because it's so vain also, um, which is another thing I really hated about it. Um, and then, but then also there's, like, good things about it. Obviously, it's beautiful. There's, like, some really nice, like, family-oriented people there. Right, yeah. Stuff. It's a wonderful uh, environment, like, a wonderful uh, um, climate. It's, yes. like, it's gorgeous yeah, all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. But also, uh, it's just extremely culturally barren at the same time. <laughs> it's, like, no, I remember, like, my boyfriend now, like, when I met him, it was, like, he... And I'm not exaggerating. He was like the first dude I'd met that had like read that was like into reading and like. But did he still have like mid calf black socks and like a, <laughs> and a flat brimmed Hurley hat and like big ass sunny? I mean, that's like exactly still how I dress, like legitimately. <laughs> so. Oh, I mean, I still I still dress like a, uh, either a gay party animal or like a '90s surf shop boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. that's exactly that's the only wardrobe I have. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So then I got really like into surfing, but what happened was the brackets of age groups for contests, they went up, it was like 11 to 13, and then the next bracket was 14 to 17, so it was basically like freshman to senior in high school, and I was like, I'm not doing this shit, and I also was like, not a good swimmer, and so- You were a, a competitive surfer, but yeah, not a good swimmer. I mean, competitive surfer, what does that even mean? When you, you entered in when competition. You, quit, you retire at 13. <laughs> right, 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 to be fair. You know what I mean? <laughs> not um like actually anything um but i think with our age difference i may have actually surfed more recently than you yeah no i mean but you still go out every once in a while i do when the conditions are perfect and i am bullied by every member in my family like if your whole family is like dude it's there's a swell coming in they're like we're paddling out christmas morning you're like i guess i'll go with you guys to i mean a lot of times i'm just like no don't even try it don't even get near me get out of my fucking face <laughs> um but like like last sunday at father's day my brothers and my dad all went out and my dad's like, you want me to get the board out for you? I'll get the board out for you. And then my brother comes up to me. He's like, it, the water's 72 degrees. Like, what do you, how are you going to, when is the next time? And then my other brother comes up to me. He's like, you'll feel better if you go in, if you just paddle. And I was like, what? I am 31 years old. You stop it. You know? <laughs> there is that weird cult of surfing, though, where it's like, uh, it is sort of a, interesting experience to paddle out there and be out there you don't even have to catch a wave for yeah. it to be like a beautiful thing and then but like the people who do it are into it more than crossfitters are into crossfit you know what i mean like yeah. they're obsessed with it they talk i mean any subculture any activity that ends up having an entire wardrobe or like <laughs> or style or fashion That's sense cuz it's like i want everyone else to know i'm a surfer even when i'm not surfing it's yeah. like it's just like that vibe of like that's how much it means to a lot of people. And I like met a group of those dudes on Long Island, guys from my high school who had all been surfing or had dads that used to surf or older brothers that used to surf. And I met them because I was on the swim team and a beach lifeguard. So you got involved with a lot of people yeah, who grew up around. Yeah, for sure. It's all the same. It's all the same. And I grew up like going to the beach every day and boogie boarding, but surfing wasn't like big at the Jones beaches I went to. And then when I got into high school and my friends were like, oh, you got to surf. I'm like, I don't think I can. I'm I'm, I was way less fat then, but still 
very fat for a high school kid. They were like, one kid was like, my dad has a 10 foot six Robert August. If you can't, like it's a boat. Yeah. And I went out on it for the first time and I was like, oh my God, I can surf. It yeah. just needs to be a kayak that people call a surfboard. <laughs> like whatever, you, whatever like uh, OC housewife is using as a stand up paddle board. Yeah. That's like the only thing I can surf yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then when I got to the beach, we had like those like nine foot BZ foam top ones that are like for kids, but really it's a rescue board but you can catch like little like if it's not a shore break you can like really fuck around on it and then i got like like into that surfing out in the flats on like after uh after my shift or uh, on break and stuff like that. i mean it's so nice like that's the best feeling in the world i um used to go because we were pretty close to san nofri so we'd go and my best friend in junior high her dad had a vw surf bus Ugh. and we'd pile all our boards on and he like got us really into like all the culture and we'd go barbecue after we were done surfing all day and we did all the contests together and um and like i was always because i'd been snowboarding since i was like four like I would could really when I was on the board and stuff like I could was great, but it was just like I get so scared in big waves and I was like I'm not fucking doing this. And also I wish I was like a shortboarder because I feel like if you do shortboard you can navigate the big waves. Right, I would be like so hindered about the board, you know. Right. Well, when you're on like a long giant board, board and if it starts to lean a forward, big wave. Oh fuck that! When yeah. you're paddling into it, it's gonna break on your head. Oh, that's the most horrifying part of uh, getting involved in uh, ocean sports. Is like I gotta get out there first. <laughs> I was watching my brothers, which, by the way, it was like so choppy and windy, like it looked miserable, and they both went out three times over the course of like a ten-hour day, and like I was like, "What are you doing? That doesn't that doesn't look." fun at all and then my other brother like they do the paddleboard in the waves where it's like so if you're trying to get out you're trying to manage a board and not losing the paddle in your hand it's fucking yeah difficult it was as crazy. that's wild. <laughs> it looked cra- i was like i don't envy that at all and do you still snowboard um every once in a while again it's a very social thing for me i'm like don't like extreme conditions in any way right so like whenever if i love it like on a great like sunny day it's fun for me but i would never like go out in a snowstorm i would be like how is this fun you're not killing you're not dying to gnar up some fresh no i'm like i'm battling the element like why i don't want to battle i don't want to battle i want to surrender right it's almost like because if you don't do it like seasonally for 10 years unbroken, like a lot of these people do. when you're like just kind of casual, you're like, it needs to be so like zero impediments for me to get involved in this. Like, right? Like you're like, oh, I kind of like snowboarding. And people are like, dude, it's crazy out. You're like, nope, that's not what I mean when I say I kind of like snowboarding. You're like, dude, are you kidding? It's fucking wild out there. You're like, no, no, no. I want to go out there when it's like, hey, this is fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what I can handle. Yeah. yeah. Also, snowboarding, surfing, and anything beach volleyball whatever the fuck like with my brother when we go we'd have party so hard the night before (laughs) then they still want to wake up early and like when they're going they they're like they want to get as many runs in as possible and i'm like no you're like no "No, i need a gatorade and like a toilet yeah and they're like trying to like lace up my boots and like come on you pussy like what are you gonna are you gonna wuss out today and i'm like yes yes please The idea of a boy 
calling his female sister a pussy is very funny. Oh my god, my entire life. <laughs> you pussy. I like Thank you. Yeah, I'm like, guess what? I am a pussy motherfucker. <laughs> I like to read indoors. Guess what? I am a pussy motherfucker <laughs> is a great title for a memoir. <laughs> If you don't have a memoir title on deck, I'd say, okay, guess what, you. motherfucker? I am a... P- <laughs> yeah. It's really... I picture you on the cover, like, shrugging. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, your whole life, like, because my whole life, like, I just probably only came to that, like, right now. My whole life, I'd be like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> the worst thing you could be is a pussy. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I always found that funny, like, guys... Like would call other guys pussies derogatory, but then also talk about pussy nonstop outside of you know what I mean. Like pussy was both the greatest thing you could get, but the worst thing you could be. Yeah, <laughs> it's like how does that work out? I know. Well, I don't even think people connect it. I mean, like yeah, obviously they're not referring. They're not like actually calling you a vagina. Well, There's I think of how we used to say the fag word. Yeah, in the nineties. Yeah, and it was like I never felt like in no part. I had a gay front. Like no, yeah, part I never of called me, a gay person. No that. part yeah. of me felt homophobic. It was just in the vernacular, which is horrible. But in my just like the same thing as pussy like it, I didn't even connect them in my head yeah we, <laughs> uh, my like my grandpa used racist terms all the time that I didn't know were racist terms yeah and it wasn't until like years later where you're like you're not supposed to say right, that and right I'm like, oh, exactly okay good to know yeah. uh, I was trying to make a joke work one time and it just never lands where I like I was saying like Look, I understand. I was called a fag in high school a bunch. <laughs> and I'm like, and people are like, uh, and I'm like, yeah, that doesn't work. Like, I can't like latch on to that cultural appropriation. I know, but I was I <laughs> like <laughs> daily. Um, it's not funny in stand up, um, like where something is true for you, but as an per- person in the audience that has never met you, they're going off of what they see you as. Right. Yeah. So that it won't resonate with them. Like I have so many like jokes about like weight and stuff. And like some of it was just like, you can't do those jokes. Like they don't make sense. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't want to no, it's very like true what I'm for dealing me. With. Or yeah. like my thoughts you know right and then there's just like so many topics that are like weirdly uh controversial or get like snags on yeah them. And you're like oh i didn't even realize that was a problematic thing to say yeah yeah i mean listeners of my podcast are not surprised when i say i'm accidentally problematic yeah. <laughs> i think they know <laughs> well i'm also not one of those comics that like is like I'm going to fucking say what I want and you guys are going to deal with it. Free speech is threatened. And I'm like, I don't want to offend anyone. Like, that's not fun for me. I'm trying to be silly and have fun. Like, I'm not trying to be a fucking truth teller oh i'm like completely open to someone saying like that's actually offensive and like as long as it's not like hey what you said was unbeknownst to you offensive you are kicked out of the business if it's short of that if it's just like hey man you're not supposed to say stuff like that so just so you know that offends oh okay hey good to know i'll knock it out you know yeah me too especially i'm not i'm not trying to offend i'm just i'm the same way like disgusting and talk too fast yeah Yeah. exactly like i don't want like i'm glad to know because i'm not 
that's not my I don't that's not want my intention that. yeah yeah also I feel like those those comics and I was gonna say those dudes but it is often male comics who have that like freedom of speech bent they always end up having like a patreon that is exclusively like alt-right listeners you know what I mean like I feel like that's the easy slip anyone I've seen like four years ago like touting free speech and like saying like you should be able to say whatever you are if you map to where they are now, they're in some sketchy ass situations. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm think- there's a, like some shit, and it's more in New York than here. Yeah, I think, but I don't know. Maybe I just haven't been here long enough. But um, there's like, well, one of my like best friends, Stavros, is on Come Down, <laughs> right. and I've never listened to Come Down in my life <laughs> because I know this person who is the sweetest <laughs> right person I've like ever met. And just so, like, and I know, and even Nick Mullen, when I, like, run into him and stuff, is so nice. And I don't even know what they say, but, like, I've heard that the fucking podcast, there's wild shit said on there. (laughs) Of course, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird. And then I feel like there's, like, that inevitability, too, where they go so far where it's, like, the only people that they're hearing from are sort of, like, not not necessarily, I don't know anything about Come Town. I'm thinking more of, like, to use other specifics, like Owen Benjamin and, like, the dude who used to oh work on God. Vice, uh, whose name Gavin is... Gavin McGinnis. Gavin McGinnis. Those dudes who are, like, they start off being, like, I'm kind of edgy, and then they start being, like, people are, like, hey, what you're doing is not edgy, it's actually offensive, and then, then they take that as fuck you, watch how offensive I can be. I'm not being offensive, I'm telling the truth I'm freedom of speech and then next thing you know it's like okay we're holding a rally yeah. <laughs> you know? and it's like oh come yeah. on guys <laughs> yeah why is a comedian holding a rally you fucking psycho <laughs> they tried to get me to go on that show that Gavin McGinnis show and I know why because of, they're like oh this would be like a sacrificial lamb you know right and I just wrote back oh no I am not a debate type person I'm like a soft I'm not like a good match. <laughs> yeah, that's and they what... just can't, they're like, no, come on, you'll be you'll love, and I'm like, no. Oh no, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, well, it this can... was like three years ago. Oh, okay, before he was like, it was uh, black, completely openly. Everyone realized how much. Yeah, it was but it was literally one second. It was in the midst of like ascending to the peak you know oh, what i yeah. mean but Ugh. it was like three years ago and it was just like yeah when he's like no oh, cosby's innocent and his little like people in new york like his henchmen comedian like weirdo comedian friends yeah. well they're like all ex-comedians i feel like right? I, mean, I, I also feel like now us talking about this is gonna have like us fucking, getting in trouble we're gonna get yeah, some let's fucking move on. let's get some free we're gonna get freaks in the mentions It's disgusting how frequently I forget to brush my teeth. Um, I hated it as a kid, and now as an adult, uh, I'm trying. I'm learning. And one of the things that's helped me is getting cool toothbrushes, like Quip, man. It's an electric toothbrush that isn't big, isn't uh, expensive. It's super easy to use. and has a built-in timer. Um, It's got a subscription plan. So they just send you new brush heads as you need it and new toothpaste. So that's just like one thing off the list of stuff you have to buy. Not to mention, they look cool as hell. Um, Completely waterproof. Uh, at least I believe so. That's not in the copy because I keep mine in the shower because I like to brush my teeth in the shower because then you can go mad dog like Pee Wee Herman and spit foam and stuff everywhere like that. Um, guys. 
I'm enjoying the Quip brush. It looks cool. It's I got one as a travel brush. I got one in my shower. I want as many Quip toothbrushes as I can carry. Please give them all to me. <laughs> well, why, why don't you guys get them yourself? So here's how it works. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash mighty right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash mighty. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash mighty. Brush dem teeths. Let's get back to surfing. Yeah, please don't at me. I'm a former surfer, and that's what we were talking about. Yes. <laughs> I'm a former surfer, hopefully uh, soon to be a surfer again. Oh, Something yeah. I've been like wanting to do for a long time is get back into it. And I'm like, I think, and if I'm being completely honest, as someone who is completely extroverted and never really cares what people think, I'm afraid to like show up because there's like that weird unspoken political locals only kind of like mentality to surfing and stuff where I'm like I don't want to show up and annoy other people who are enjoying uh surfing I totally understand that it's like showing up at an open mic like as a new comic yeah you're so scared you're like am I annoying these people by being in their space and but like I think that you if I saw you out in the water I'd be like oh, like a jolly, well, this jolly man's enjoying his day. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I totally understand that because it's, also the, the the difference is like it's not like uh, at an open mic. There's okay, here comes a microphone, and then four people try to go and talk on it at the same time. Because there's that weird like stay off. I don't want to fuck up someone else's sesh. Is like my big. Well, fear. that's like polite. This is again. This was many years ago when I was actively. But I remember, especially if you go on a weekend. Like I would go, there's like some, you know, uh, popular longboarding beaches down there. And like I would go down, my mom would take me to Doheny like after or before volleyball practice. And if it was on a Saturday or Sunday, all the dads would, and I remember being 11 and 12, fully paddling for a wave. And some like 45 year old dude would just like drop in on me, like didn't give a fuck. Oh. Like it would happen all the time. These are dads who are like, uh, bull like pushing a 12 year old girl. Yeah. The way. It's like, uh, don't you, you probably have a 12 year old girl. Yeah. Like. <laughs> or like not even a dad, maybe. Maybe yeah, they just were like old dudes that never had kids and were like, I'm getting my time in and I don't give a fuck if there's like these young kids here. But yeah, it was, I would just remember that happening all the time and it would be so funny to me. Yeah, that's fucking wild. Yeah, there is like that weird thing where you like you hear about like dudes getting punched in the face or leashes getting cut and stuff. I mean, that's all point break stuff, but like also I love point break. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, surfing movies have kept surfing alive for me for like. My first, uh, my second, my first I I AIM screen name was Surfrat69. Yes. And my second one was Enforcer from the dude from Big Wednesday, the big uh, bodybuilder from Big Wednesday, who I thought I imagined myself as, but really I was just a head taller and 100 pounds heavier than all the guys I surfed with. Yeah. So they were like, Enforcer, and I'm like, well, yeah, kind of. I'm just the dude who's like, rash guard never goes below his belly button. <laughs> if you're like a happy, like, you know, like you, you're like, I don't want to upset anyone. When for me, like when that would happen to me, like I wouldn't even get mad. I'd just be like scared. I'm like, should I? Am I not supposed to be here? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> am I like, should I go somewhere yeah. else? Is it hacky to take surfing lessons? 
No, shit. not I at all. I should do that. So my boyfriend's best friend who he does. Have you seen Chad Goes Deep, those guys? Yeah, wait, why do I know that? Okay, because they, they're... Um, they have like a pretty big following now, but they like do those city council meetings and like all those um, like they do a bunch of videos and stuff. Um, but anyways, my boyfriend's best friend and his partner in it. Um, it's t- teaches surf lessons too. less now because they're so busy. But like he teaches like Moshe Kasher and like Andrew Mashan and stuff oh, like that. Oh, awesome. Wait. Yeah, wait. Then I think I Tom s- Allen. I think I just saw them go on a surf trip. Those people. Oh, yes. Yeah. With, yeah. with my buddy Kurt Braunohler. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I don't know if he teaches Kurt, but like. I don't think Kurt uh, needs lessons. I think he's been yeah. surfing for like 20 years. Well, he yeah. would totally teach you. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'll tell him. I don't uh, know. But it's like he takes them, and that's like how he would, before like comedy and stuff, like how he was like making all his money. Oh, sick. Well, yeah, I would gladly give him more money. Yeah, and he teaches <laughs> all the comics. It's cr- so crazy. All those sober dudes, they go like four times a week, like Andrew and Moshe. Right, because like uh, you have got to replace something. I guess, yeah, because, yeah. well, he, I was like, I can't believe you because like most of them won't live on the east side, like where I live. So it's a an hour or more to get to the beach. You know what I mean? That's like a weird thing about Los Angeles. Let's let's crack into that a little bit. There is this weird barrier about going to the beach. If you didn't grow up going to the beach, it feels like I know people who live here who live in Los Feliz who are like I've I've I got I've gone to the beach once since moving here 5 years ago. Yeah, I That don't, seems insane to me. Yeah, if my family didn't live like right by the beach, like I've never gone in LA. Like uh, I only go in Orange County. It's funny. See, that's so weird. Because for me, uh, I grew up by the beach on Long Island and went all the time. And now I find myself. I don't live too far from the beach. I'm in West Hollywood, but um, I still go once a week. I go like six times a month, five or six times a month. Wow, that's a shitload. I'll Do you tell go you, by yourself or are you? Go I've with your gone family? by myself a few times. I go with my wife on some weekends when we're both available. But I go. I have a couple of guy friends, a couple of dude friends that are, you know, mildly employed like myself. And it's like on a Tuesday, it's like tomorrow looks like it's dope. I literally have nothing going on. Hey, mm-hmm. me neither. Let's uh, pick me up at ten. Let's go out to the beach for the day. You go to Manhattan Beach? No, I go to um, Will Rogers, like sort of oh, north okay. of Santa yeah. Monica. Yeah, although because Manhattan, Manhattan Beach is dope as fuck too. I went there and I really enjoyed. Yeah, well, I wish I could I, like live there. <laughs> I know. Um, well, I played volleyball and then I went to UCLA and played there. Oh um, shit! Did you know my wife? Uh, granted, you talk about surfing. You know, you quit when you were fourteen yeah. or whatever. My wife uh, was like all uh, all county, all state, or something like that in high school volleyball. She's like a diehard volleyball head. Where, so. Where'd she go? She uh, she's from New York. She was from Westchester. Oh, okay. She uh, didn't play in college, but she was like. Invited to Nike Setters Camp, yeah, which is yeah. something I which like. is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny that you were. Uh, we sh- I we should have had her in here to talk volleyball. She would f- rather talk volleyball than surfing any day. Yeah, well, like I did all the junior national team. Like I thought I was going to be pro, even though I'm like really short. I was just about to say for the listener, you are not tall. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there is like that is a dynamic in volleyball that, that yeah. like if you can get under the ball, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, but um, and then they like. Got hurt but like we would uh, being at UCLA we would well in the off season we had a 
shit load of practices at Will Rogers. Oh yeah, because that's um, where all, I, all the volleyball yeah. nets are over there. Um, yeah. but also like the men's and women's volleyball team, like we would just never go to class and go to Manhattan Beach every day and play all day long. <laughs> that's all that's we did. So awesome! But it was so fucking. We were UCLA beach volleyball or indoor volleyball. No, they did didn't I... have beach when I was right. There. That makes sense. That started like I don't know, like four, three years after I graduated. Damn, dude. Uh, let's go back. Let's redshirt and go back. I know. Oh, my God. Well, I quit after my sophomore year. Great. So you have more eligibility left. <laughs> That's what my dad says to me all the time. Hilarious. My dad says that to me all the time. Or sometimes he'll just give me, send me emails that are like, look, if you were four, it w- this will all the emails say, if you were four, inch, four inches taller, you would have been an Olympian. I'm like, Dad, it's 10 years later. <laughs> why, and why is that on his mind? That's so upsetting. <laughs> you pussy. <laughs> I know. Is that hilarious? And oh, he'll that's like, brutal. He'll be able to... No, he means it in a sweet way, which is even funnier. Because it is like, oh, uh, your physical shortcomings are the reason you're yeah, not yeah, the most... Yeah. <laughs> and like, whenever I see him, he'll like um, recount stats like of... Um, of games in high school and I like don't have any recollection of so anything. Weird. Yeah. It's a, my it's so funny because my boyfriend's like that too. He has like this insane memory where of everything. Me too, but it like it ends at movies. Really? <laughs> you know? I don't even remember yesterday. He, he was like Remember this time we had se- sex seven years ago? And I'm like, no. Like, I don't even remember, like, our relationship. He's or like, well, you, you or you hurt my feelings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you were a monster to me during that session. <laughs> I, no, I'm going to have, like, I think I have, like, early onset dementia. Because, like, I mean, they, I think probably the Lord put me in comedy so I have to memorize shit. Because I just had, don't remember anything. Wait a minute. You know, you just said the Lord and I've, uh, on a... Sp- I just recently watched something of yours that you posted. Uh, it was a late night, maybe Carson. Were you doing Carson Daly oh, show? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that, and you mentioned that you in in the set that they uh, showed. <laughs> you mentioned that you are back to being religious. Is this true? You believe in God again? Is what you said. <laughs> I have to know if that's real. I don't. I have no judgment either way. I'm just oh, curious. Oh no, it's fully real. I what brought be- you back to? Oh, a breakup. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but like I was back and forth like my whole life, like culturally Catholic because of uh, Italian. But then, like you know, I would be like really and God, and then I would be like, I am way too mischievous to be allowed. But to- like, go to church into God, no, or no. just like oh, sort well, of like at certain points, like. I was born again like a few times, like one time in college while still being like wild. I don't know. So anyway, like born again, like uh, some sort of ceremony, or in your mind you were born again. Um, like I started, got I got real, and this was for a very short period of time, about six months. Like I, my friend gave me a prom, a promise, promise ring. Yeah. After I, you know, like I was being like re-virginized or some shit. Um, that came off quick. Um, but. <laughs> The ring didn't last. The only ring I care about is the Nuva ring. (laughs) But during the time, like, I was going to this, like, cool, like, college church. And, like, I for spring break, I went went on this hardcore missions trip where we went down. We sailed down the Amazon in Brazil. And, like, we had the, the boat had to hide because there were pirates and, like, 
Um, we would go to these villages that had like they the only access was like by boat and there was like a lot of like they like talk about like all these and like they wanted us to like evangelize and i'm like no i'm not doing that but wait a minute so you got briefly into religion enough to sail the amazon yeah i did as part of this like hip church you were going to yeah in college for like one quarter and oh my god so after i quit volleyball i was like oh i need to try everything i've ever wanted to do that i have not been able to do because volleyball has been the only thing i've gotten to do since fifth grade and so i when i quit volleyball i joined the rugby team oh shit Um, i played rugby for like 10 years i I still play once a a year Oh, we could have not talked about that. <laughs> but I really liked it. But the, I literally would have kept playing, except for that it was five days a week with like two weightlifting se- sessions for like an intramural team. And I had just quit like a varsity sport. Just quit sport. an NCAA sport. Yeah, You're like, like I don't want to play. And yeah. I was like, if this was once or twice a week, yeah, I liked it. The, some of the best players we got on our college team were uh, guys who guys who quit football for uh, because it was too much work or because they drug tested. Yeah, <laughs> hilarious. They were like, I quit NCAA. We were like a D1 double a or triple a not a big school for football but these dudes would still go there and then they would be like what the fuck am i doing i could do steroids and cocaine and go play fucking rugby and these dudes would show up and be like absolute beasts who've been training ncaa sports and now we're like a fucking club team made up of fat alcoholics oh my god yeah Yeah. well they were so hardcore and like it's so funny because i had never seen a rugby game or like anything but like my whole life i want to play football because i was like really good at football and um and then like the first couple of practices i just got fucking laid out <laughs> like fully full on tackle and I was like whoa That's all. I remember trying to find like clips or instructions for rugby after someone someone at the gym in college was like you should come play rugby and I was like oh because I, I went to school to row crew oh, yeah. because I was a swimmer and like and I got like uh, kind of recruited my mom kind of like talked to the coach and at my orientation I was like I'm in they were like great and like the first meeting was like we practiced at 5 a.m. every day and I was like I'm walk and it was like because the first meeting for crew was like a few days into school and I had already partied very hard and if I'm being fully honest in my first week of school made out with more girls than I made out with previous 18 years of my life. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute. No, I have to be at the bar every night kissing all these new girls. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've got to be kissing. Who knows what comes after that? Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> oh my God, crew is the, probably the most hellish. Like my cousin did it and I was like, why would you do that? It's like, I can't imagine anything less fun or cool for college. I know, it's even so weird because like as a swimmer, I get like the boring sport you know what I mean like you get like black line fever just but I never swam distance and also high school swimming is nothing like an NCAA sport where you know we're doing 2,000 yards a day rather than like uh, two 4,000 yard workouts but like with crew there's an element of people and I think the kind of guys who are rowers and the gals who are rowers uh, and there's some other people who are like this other sports where part of the enjoyment of it is the fact that they can survive it yeah. And it's sort of like that weird lord it over you. shit. Yeah, and it's kind of like I I know like this is not the exact same thing but a smaller parallel a more digestible parallel would be uh like the pride I felt when I would be like my mom would be like 
Uh, so wait, where do you do laundry in your Brooklyn apartment? I'm like, laundromat's three blocks away. I walk and I carry it and I bring, and I have like all this pride about it. And then someone like would eventually be like, yeah, but like, what if you had a place where the laundry was closed? And I'm like, oh, I would love to have that. I would absolutely kill to have laundry in my unit. And then it's like, oh my God, I'm like, just, I'm excited to do that because I know it's hard and I want to lord it over people who don't have to do it. And that's a kind of like, there's like that weird attitude to those distance sports where it's like, I can get up at five in the morning and row the Hudson River every day. Oh, LARP? Yeah, so I, so I switched to rugby and showed up to my first practice not knowing anything about the <laughs> sport either. I just knew, I thought it was like kill the carrier, which is a sport we used to play. Yeah. A sport in quotes. It's like whoever has the ball, you tackle him yeah. and he gives it up. Um, I know a worse name for that. Oh yeah, we don't. Uh, we don't. My say brother said that. The smear other... the blank. Smear yeah. the Q word. He's like, yeah. remember when we go to Ballpark Pizza and and I was like, we don't say that anymore. No, we can't. No, um, <laughs> and, and we never should have. Yeah, <laughs> that's not exactly what's happening in that game either. Yeah, and then um, so it was uh, and this was all in a f- five six month period too. I just went wild. So, oh, back to religion. Right? Um, rugby, born again Christian. Writing on a school UCLA newspaper, joined the sorority where it was like spring rush. So they were only letting in two people and they let me in. And then I went to Spain because I like whatever. I was like, I'm going to do everything that I couldn't do. So you did like studied abroad as well? So I went to Barcelona like, you know, a couple months later after I had just joined and I wrote them a letter. This is how that was read to the entire sorority. I wrote them a letter saying that I couldn't continue because of God and that I. (laughs) Holy shit. Blair, have you (laughs) at 31, have you found your identity yet? comic no i am yeah i feel pretty settled um but i mean hilarious and someone i know like i know someone or one of my friends who i like lauren bot low bosworth i mean i guess people know her um but one of my best friends is like friends with her and has a podcast with her and she was there when like they oh shit (laughs) she happened to be in the ucla sorority oh my god when they read this letter just like, and I was like, I'm sorry, like, I just found the Lord. Wasn't that the girl that was funneling Jack Daniels during Pledge Week? It's like, yeah, yeah well, now she's in Spain and found God. The rugby chick, volleyball chick, the newspaper girl. Like, you have like. Oh, God, I was just so excited because I was like, I mean, I loved volleyball, but I literally, there was no room for anything else, like, in your entire life. Right, right. So then you. I, weird to hear something that we have in common is that. I've kind of tried literally everything throughout my life, like all the sports, all the kind of gatherings. Like yeah. Landed on like improv, rugby, marijuana, and like, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, like and, wor- and lifting weights. Like all these, I find these like subcultures get like really into them and then like they're just not maintainable for whatever reason for moving or I get lazy or depressed. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I love the, like I love this idea and now you're recently back into religion? No, I'm not like religion at all. Like that's what my old age and life experience has taught me. Um, Is and, that like, not religion, but God? You believe in God, but not. Well, now, yeah. I mean, like, 
Um, well, now, <laughs> like at the time, that was the thing. Like what I knew of religion, I was like, "Well, I'm all these other things that don't quite fit in." Right, <laughs> and right. then that would be why I would like leave because I was like, you know what? I a mean? lot of people don't know this, but Catholicism does not allow um, sorority girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you have to be a front row volleyball player yeah. to be a Catholic. <laughs> so I was just like, "Oh, you know, I can just like talk to." talk to God just me and him and nothing else really interesting I yeah. really like that yeah it's funny I was doing um well comedy is like the one thing where I started and I was like oh this was this was what I was meant to be doing forever yeah and Wh- that's yeah like whether only- or not I'm actually good at it that's how I feel about comedy whether or not I'm actually good at it I don't really want to do anything else I've never done that. I've do, I'm do, as I'm doing this, I'm like, well, I'm going to give this as much of a try as possible because this is really fun. And I'm, you know, 12 years in, it's time to <laughs> not, it's not time to give up yet. Yeah. I mean, I'm five years in. Yeah. And so it's not like I found it late, but I was just like, oh, thanks. but 26 is not that, you know, mid 20s yeah. is not late, which is great. It's, yeah. good, it's late to compare to every single other person I know. But right. it's true. Like those kids who are like, uh, I, I took my first UCB class in my senior year of high school, you know, and like, what dude, you knew what I didn't, I didn't know. any. I still don't know exactly what I want to do with my life. I just know it has to be in comedy at this point. Yeah. I mean, I hadn't been, I had never seen a standup show till I was 25. <laughs> That's pretty Ever wild. in my life. Oh, uh, see, I grew up, like inundated with comedy, like watching uh, stand-up specials, watching comedy movies, like all that stuff growing up. I didn't watch it at all. I had never watched any stand-up. Because you're, it sounds like you're from like a sort of outdoorsy family. They're not. Oh, extremely outdoors. Mm-hmm. Like no one's really into movies or like and if you live anything. In San, if you live in San Clemente, you don't have to, is that where you said you were from? Yeah, yeah. If you live there, you don't like, there's, you don't need to be indoors all too often. Like it's, you know, your winters are not, yeah. Yeah, and my parents were really pushy about us being outside all the time and so like I just didn't grow up and then like people are always be like yeah like it's so like I don't you don't have like influences <laughs> like, yeah, I know I never I don't know very that, much that might only God can influence me yeah <laughs> it's funny I was doing this past winter like on stage 15 minutes about God <laughs> That's what I was talking about, like That's finding wild. God again. Yeah. That's so interesting, though. Yeah, it was it's fun. Almost, it's, yeah, it's weird to not have any influences, but it, it makes you, I guess, probably more pure. It's probably maybe. more. <laughs> maybe. I don't <laughs> even crossed. like ever get into that like analytical shit with comedy. I'm like, because I don't know. It always changes, too. Like, I'm always, it's so changing all oh, the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's hard. It's uh, I, like a lifelong... Look, I'm a lifelong comedy fan. And yeah. Look, I'm in no different of a spot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. You'll find your influences. You'll be influenced now. Yeah. Um, that's so fucking interesting. So uh, have you, since finding comedy, have you uh, gotten any other new weird... Has like any other new activity, hobbies, uh, self-identifying traits come out? Because um, normally, after a few years in the comedy, you you start to realize that you need something else to keep you happy. Because comedy is so there's so many other gatekeepers that you right. like. That's how I got back into playing rugby in New York City. Was like after doing comedy for a few years, a friend of mine was like, "I might jo- I, I, I kind of feeling about playing rugby again." I'm like, "Dude, me too." It's like I want something that's not 
at all has to do with my career. Yeah. Because like once you're doing comedy as a hobby while you're working as a PA. It's which so you're, fun. You're like, yeah. oh, this is so fun. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to go for it. And then it's like, it's still really fun, but it's got, it hurts too much. It, it does. It, yeah. It's so true. We're it's no talking... longer an escape as, as much as like a entrance. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's what you were like saying before the podcast. It's like sad when that happens, but also it's just whatever. But um, now that I'm in comedy and it takes up, because obviously I'm pretty like extreme person. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I, I yeah. put that together on my own. Yeah, so like, it, um, <laughs> so now it's like it soaks up all your time. Well, yeah, and I'm a, a very low energy person. So the thought of like having another obligation or like gathering to me just is so overwhelming to oh, me. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I can buy that. And like, I, I. I really shy away from plant. Like people are really frustrated with me. Like I'm hard to pin down, like to hang out because like, I like to be alone. Like when, cause I'm like, I have to be out doing shit every night. Like, you know oh, what I right, mean? Yeah. Like you're, get, I, cause you're getting up all the time at night. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, which I don't know, but I'll try to juggle it all. Yeah. But I, I mean, there'll come a time I, I'm assuming you can see it with like, I mean, I think my my friends in comedy are like probably f uh, five to ten years older than you because yeah. they're like my age and older. And you find and them more successful. Yeah, if they don't like, even if they get families, they also get like some weird new activity that they add to their lives. Where you're like, I'm actually really into beauty products, or I'm like, I'm into this thing. And all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, we make our own tea. Oh yeah, I'm like uh, run this charity golf tournament. Like people yeah. find these projects, and it's that thing. Like, and that's what High and Mighty was for me uh, that that we were talking about off air. It was like. This is something that has absolutely no gatekeeper. There's no like I'm wait I'm not waiting to hear back if they want to put my episode of High and Mighty. Yeah, up. it's all for me. And it's like again, it's this is business adjacent. It's sort of com <laughs> as any listener would guess. It's kind of like a comedy, my podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like this gives me such sanity. You know I what know. I mean? yeah. Well, because it's fun and you enjoy it. Like I, I, I and it's like I'm sorry. One more thing. It's like. As you get further into the business, you want <gasps> bigger and bigger things that are harder and harder to get. Yeah. And then you're like, you miss out on like, just like the fun of doing, like you're like, oh, why would I go up and do this bullshit show that I loved doing five years ago? I know. But now it doesn't, it's not worth my time. So you need to add something that, and that's what rugby did for me in in like uh, 2010 or 2008 eight or nine whenever I started playing again I was like oh who cares that I'm not getting uh, a meeting at CAA because on Saturday I'm gonna go fucking tackle some motherfuckers or I can like it's it's two hours a week where I'm only thinking about not getting tackled rather than thinking about like uh, I hope how come I didn't get asked to do that college humor video yeah yes well I think I do now that you're saying that I have a lot of things I like I um I love cooking so much okay see yeah that's and that's another uh, that's a great 30s activity to get well, involved in. Also, like, I was so oppressed in New York in these fucking shitty ass apartments that with like Craigslist roommates because I never wanted to live with comics. <laughs> so I would just like stay in my room and like never go in the comedy in the common space. Right. Because also, like, you don't have that much common space in a New York apartment to begin with. Yeah. It's so funny what you were just saying about the, um, the laundry because that's what like LA is as a whole. When I got here, I was like, Oh my god! 
this is so much better. It's so Which is what everyone was saying, you know? And, like, I love New York. There's nothing like it. And I couldn't have, like, learned comedy or anything without it. Yeah. Like, Agreed. and my friends. But it's just like, whoa, I never wanted to be there in my 30s. I wanted to do that for my 20s. Right. It's like, I can't imagine. I don't need to be out till 4 in the morning anymore. No. I don't need to order food at 3.30 in the morning anymore. I don't need to yeah. be doing that. You know, I don't need to be fucking finding out the F train's not running and transferring from the oh A to the G. Oh my God. Like anyone who's like, but LA has, tra I, now we're just venturing into the most common podcast territory of New York versus LA. But I want to say, in LA people are like, oh, the traffic. I'm like, the traffic is the same thing as getting on the third L train. It's so true. And it's like the exact same thing, uh, except at least you can have air conditioning and your Spotify playlist. Yeah. Play. Yeah, yeah. I also love TV. And like it's I didn't grow up like watching TV. So now it's like this thing I'm like obsessed with. And like I just love to watch TV. And I'm also always trying to write scripts that I have been unsuccessful doing when I was like a writer. That was like my thing. So I like I don't know. I love like I can just watch hours of TV by myself without speaking to anyone. Oh, and, and that's cool because you didn't do TV growing up, really. Yeah. It's so interesting. I mean, I'm a huge TV and movie head. Like, that's all I did growing up. And that's all I care about now. Still. Yeah. My boyfriend is so smart with movies and he's seen a million things. And that's been his lifelong thing. So he knows like every director. He knows every actress, yeah. like all this stuff. And so he's always like, I'm always like, what movie should I watch? Because he's seen like four movies. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, it's really bizarre. Like a I've lot only, of things are backwards, like my life. You know what I mean? I've only seen uh, uh, Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello movies. That's it. <laughs> I'm obsessed with those movies, by the way. I watch the shit out of them. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Uh, what's the one with Humunga Cowabunga from Down Under? That's not Beach Blanket Bingo. It's the... Uh, the surfing one where it's all like green screen. They're like golfing off the surfboard. There's so much green screen. That is hilarious. <laughs> I love the surfing green screen where they're just like, whoa. Yes. Oh my God. Those are so good. Those I watched like all the Bruce Brown. Like we'd always watch like the, um, uh, rad. We watched like step into liquid. We watched. Oh, hell yeah. Um, Riding giants. Gleaming the cube. Gleaming the cube with Slater. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I believe, uh, called a brother's justice original title. Yeah. It, he's like avenging the death of his Asian brother. Or something in that movie. Um, yeah, Big Wednesday was big as a surf movie when we were kids. The movie Airborne with yes, the rollerblade. Airborne. Mitchell the Goose Goose. <laughs> Did he just call me a piece of ladies' underwear? <laughs> oh my God. Our friend, like one of our closest friends, um, she her husband like used to be a professional rollerblader when he was young and it, the pictures are hysterical. I can only imagine. Remember that time when it was like really big to be like good at rollerblading? Do you remember the time when uh, all we could talk about was Bauer 7 bearings <laughs> gr grind plates? Like uh, I couldn't do any of that. I couldn't do any of that either. I was a skateboarder because yeah. my friends were and I was ter terrible at it. Yeah. I'm, I didn't have to be honest, I didn't have the cardio like, to be a skateboarder. Like my friends would be like, let's go skate to Brands and, and McDonald's. And I'd be like, oh my God, I'd be like jogging after them holding my skateboard. That's how I feel if I'm on a dance floor now. Yeah. I'm like, this is way too much cardio. Yeah, my wife will be like, come on out. I'd be like, I just danced like two songs in a row. She's like, what? I'm like, I need four vodka sodas and a joint before I can come back out there. <laughs> that is so 
so funny. I'm like, you've tried to, you, <laughs> we've like had sex boyfriend. before. You know my stamina. Yeah. Like, I can't do this shit. That is so funny. That's like my boyfriend. He would dance for two hours and I'd be like, I just, I did two songs. Yeah. Like, that is so much. Like, I need to stretch my calves. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you're like, in dress shoes or whatever like this is such a, like at a wedding I'm like I can dance for like five minutes but then truly like my feet ankles and knees hurt unless I'm in like fucking high like performance wear <laughs> I know people always think like women's shoes and I'm like no those dude's shoes look hard as hell they're too. not comfortable yeah like, they look really not comfortable you have to wear them forever for them to get comfortable and then once you've worn in a pair of dress shoes you really shouldn't be wearing them with right the they're too raggedy <laughs> yeah. that's funny yeah that's that's the life um Blair, this has been a fucking wonderful chat, dude. <laughs> this is really fun. You have an amazing laugh. I'm so happy <laughs> to have heard you. it multiple times. Thank you. It was funny because the first time we met was that weird ass show I was doing in New York and uh, I was shooting a pilot and you were a guest on it. And I had never met you before. I had just heard good things about you. And I was like, oh, bring her in. We sat and we had to sit like right next <laughs> to each other. And it was really weird. I'm like, well, this is how I'm meeting you. I'm sweating. I have no time. People are coming in and out. I'm like, hi, Blair. I'm like, I hope I get to hang out with you again yeah. at some point. Oh, my God. Just remembering that now wasn't wasn't my piece where like I had to talk about um, Wizard of Oz where like the wicked I had a ten oh yeah we were saying things that were surprisingly scary to us as kids and I had a, t talked about a 10 year reoccurring nightmare of the wicked witch killing my entire family yes and yes me yes this and is all was like a five minute snippet <laughs> of us meeting <laughs> yeah it was like five of the 25 minutes we talked <laughs> and I'm like and I, was, I gotta and, talk to this lady again I was like and then murdered my entire family <laughs> over and over for my entire childhood. I was like, holy shit, because I remember I showed you the clip from the movie Cat's Eye where the troll holds Drew <laughs> yes. Barrymore's nose closed, That's which is scary. an image that fucked me up for life. I think gave me claustrophobia. That makes I can't like have stuff on my face when I'm sleeping. Like yeah. it bugs me out too much. Oh my god. Hilarious. Uh, so Blair Saki, wh where are you on social media? Um just my name, B-L-A-I-R-S-O-C-C-I. Okay, great. Yeah. And do you have anything else you want to plug? You want anything? You oh, want I have a, a really fun weekly stand-up show. I'd love for you to do it sometime. Um, every Tuesday at Genghis Cohen. Oh, shit. That's pretty close to where we are currently. Yeah. Now I'm giving too much information about where I live to these Recently, freaks. You have no idea where we are, but it is close. You <laughs> oh, guess. shit. Dude, um, proximity is the thing that gets me to go to shows. For sure. I started. I never really did club stand up until I started getting invited to do the improv. Yeah. And only because I live close to it. Right. As well. <laughs> I was like, so nice. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's called the Blair and Greta show every Tuesday. Come on out. It's really fun. Um, and then I will be, I think, having a podcast come soon. Oh, shit. Yeah. Keep your eyes peeled. And I will, of course, promote that when it comes out or oh, guest you. on it. And yes. Give you uh, the juice of all these mouth breathing fans of mine oh, to come cool. on. <laughs> Oh, Blair, thank you so much for coming yeah, to High Mighty Studios. Thank you for Studios. having me. As always, I'm at Gabrus on all social media, gabrus.com slash shirts. Listen to my other podcasts. Uh, I don't have anything going on otherwise. <laughs> oh, I'll be in the new season of Drunk History. Actually, I'm not sure if it's this season, it's the next one. All right. Well, whatever. Fuck you guys. Bye, <laughs> shitheads. <laughs>